Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Sessions with Sid. I'm Sid, your host. Thanks for joining me for another episode. with another episode, the second episode of 2022, and I'm super jazzed. This guest is magical. My guest today is Jess Stansel, and Jess is one of my favorite souls. She is a super good friend of mine and my mentor, and I had the magical opportunity to work with her in her new one-month container called Untamed, which she'll talk about in the episode. But Jess is a quantum alignment mentor, and she uses her unique intuitive and energetic gifts to help female soul-led entrepreneurs to reprogram their subconscious blocks and become a vibrational match with the business and life their souls desire. I don't even know where to start with describing Jess. She is such a powerful, intuitive, and powerful soul. And she offers the most valuable wisdom and messages. And I've worked with a lot of healers in my my journey. I can't speak highly enough of her. She has truly changed my life. And I really don't say that about anything unless it's actually true but man working with her catapulted my expansion and growth into the person I want to become slash am already being and we talk about this embodying your future self and you have that all within you now we get into so many juicy topics like this episode truly is juicy. And I don't say that about every single episode. We talk about societal conditioning and these boxes and labels that society has created. And that was an opportunity for me to talk more about what gender fluidity means to me. And Jess asks me questions about my own process, which I loved. And I really wanted her her on the show to ask me some questions because I love being asked questions. It helps me to process and to express myself as a self-projected projector in human design. And so we dive deep into expanding outside of boxes and labels and multidimensionality because we're all multidimensional souls and really owning our unique expressions. There are so many other things we talk about in this episode, but I want to just get right into it. Jess will also talk about removing blocks and quantum shifting. If you don't know what that is, you will soon. And she talks about her new program at the end called Untamed, which is the program I went through and how she goes through step-by-step to help entrepreneurs and people embody the selves that they want to be and to embody their soul mission. I 
by the end of working with her had this like let's fucking go energy like I know that you're going to be so positively impacted by Jess in this episode today so if you love this episode tag us on your stories share with friends please leave a five-star rating and review that helps this podcast reach more people which is my goal and if you want to learn more about Jess and give her a follow I have all of that in the show notes and I highly recommend working with her if you feel called to so let's dive right in hello everyone and welcome back to the show I'm so excited because I have my friend and former mentor well she'll be my mentor forever I feel like Jess Stansel with me here today hi Jess it's so good to have you on how are you doing Yay. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited. I'm doing good. I'm really energized. I'm excited to be here. Yay. Same. It's going to be a magical conversation. I already know. Can you please introduce yourself? Um, give the listeners an idea of, I hate saying like the words who you are, because I feel like that's a big question, but what you're really passionate about and what you're currently up to. Yeah. So I'm Jess. I am what I call myself as a quantum alignment mentor. I mean, I'm a multidimensional being, so <laughs> I don't really like putting myself in a box labeling myself, but um, my passion is helping people break through their blocks. Uh, I started with chronic illness. I just realized the power of the mindset. Simultaneously, I also just realized that... I was connected to something that was beyond me. Little did I know at the time that I was uh, channeling. And so I started receiving like all this information about blocks essentially and how we subconsciously and even consciously block ourselves. Um, So yeah, that's really what I'm passionate about is helping people really get out of their own way, work through the stuff that's just feeling sticky. Uh, All the stuff in our lives that feels like dense, like feels like we don't want to deal with it. That's all the stuff that we need to heal. We need to work through possibly reprogram in order to really get into that ultra alignment state, like feeling aligned, feeling in flow, feeling like we are an extension of infinite abundance and all that good stuff. Yes. And you have helped me in ways I can't describe in words with removing so many of my blocks and the dense icky stuff that has been holding me back, which we're going to get into later in the episode. And I'm excited to have you talk more about that. And I, as you know, wanted you to come on to interview me a bit because I thought you'd be the perfect person just knowing my journey and my blocks that I had and everything to, you know, really owning who I am and For anyone who's maybe a new listener or forgot, um, I also don't identify in any of the boxes in terms of gender. um, Well, really anything, but, um, and there's a label for that, which a label for not having a label, um, non-binary. And so a lot of what I worked on with Jess was removing blocks to owning who I am and speaking my truth and 
coming into my soul mission, which I realized through dress is helping people on their journeys uh, with their identities. And so that's why I have Jess here with me because she's amazing and such a powerful intuitive. So I wanted this to be a very intuitively led interview and space to share more about my process with you all. So yeah, shall we dive in? Yeah, let's do it. I feel like I'm already getting like a little ping to ask you. Okay. Yay. Looking back, because obviously hindsight is 2020. Looking back, what would you say were your biggest blocks? And I know that's a loaded question because we're always uncovering them. But like at this point in time, like what are the first couple things that come in mind where you're like, whoa, that was really blocking me and I had no idea. (sighs) Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to think about that for a moment. One of the ones that's coming to me is conditioning, conditioning of like how I thought I was supposed to be, or maybe that I was told that I was supposed to be growing up and even in adulthood, especially, and thinking that I had to fit into this mold of woman, like when that didn't resonate for me at a very deep level, which I didn't know until I started awakening in 2018. So I feel like a lot of conditioning and I'm sure there's so many that now I'm of course blinking. I mean, a big one is of course, like my ego's fears of being accepted because that's something I didn't feel from a very young age of belonging and feeling accepted and, and fitting in with other people. And I always felt just on the outside of everything that was going on. Like I wasn't a reject, so to speak, but I wasn't ever in a group when there was a group, if that makes sense. And so I think I'm realizing that was a big block for me of being accepted and not being rejected for who I am. Yeah. I think that's really powerful. And that just reminded me, like, I'll just share this. Like I, you know, I, I channel, um, light beings. And one of the things that came through today was about how, how we can shift our perspective because our society loves boxes. It's everything is a box. Are you Republican or are you Democrat? Like, are you female? Are you male? Everything is a box. And in general, people love labels. People love to label things, you know, as whatever. And one thing I think is really interesting is our perception of those labels. I'll I'll give an example and I'm just going to channel this through because it's, it's coming through. And to be honest, I don't know where this is going. I had this bizarre moment many years ago when I was in the thick of my chronic illness journey. And my functional medicine doctor had me doing paleo. And I was, you know, knew that to be one thing. And then she she kept saying paleo slash whole 30. And I had known paleo to be this like caveman diet type of thing. And so I was looking, you know, I'm like, well, what is whole 30? And I realized that it's like essentially, and like, I, you know, don't want to offend anyone on here if if you love whole 30 or whatever, but I like kind of what, how it resonated with me was like, this is basically paleo for 30 days, but like someone labeled this a thing as whole 30 
And I just thought that was like so interesting in that moment. I'm like, why do people love labels so much? Like, I, I, yeah, I mean, I think just in general, we are like taught that everything needs its own label. But really, in doing that, we are suppressing ourselves into these boxes instead of like allowing us to expand out of them and being okay with that it might not be compartmentalized it not might not be black and white it might be gray and that's okay but what i wanted to share was this this message that came through from the light beings this morning and that was this shift from viewing ourselves from outlier to leader because the outlier is seen as someone who doesn't fit in who doesn't belong well what does a leader a leader leads like they are not fitting in they're not belonging they are leading like they don't care if they fit in or not they probably don't want to fit in so i thought that was like such an interesting shift because it's like so much of the childhood and i'll, I'll call them traumas and like i i'll you know i'll preface this by saying my definition of trauma is big t trauma and then little t trauma energetically we experience little t traumas all the time all the time someone is rude to you and you have kind of like an emotional reaction to it that is little t trauma that can affect you in ways that you cannot perceive down the line the more that you do this work the more that you uncover those random conversations that in the moment you have no idea bothered you and then you do this subconscious work and all of a sudden that conversation comes to mind and it's like doing this work, you realize everything's noteworthy. And it's like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that that affected me, but it was stored energetically within my subconscious and stored energetically within my body. So I think it's, it, I, I lost my train of thought there, but I think it's all about like accepting that the, the childhood stuff that maybe in the moment we thought was like us not fitting in or, oh, I, I just don't fit in. Like all of that, our experience is completely valid. And in actuality, like the shift there is like, it's completely valid and it's preparing us for leadership. Totally. And I just love everything you said. And I love that reframe from being an outlier to really being a leader and like them sort of being the same thing, like you said. And I feel like we're healing my inner child right now with that reframe because I'm kind of thinking like, well, maybe I always felt like the outlier because I'm, I was always meant to be a leader and now I'm finally baby stepping, as you know, into my leadership role. Wow. This is so cool. Like I just, I knew this is going to be magical, but I feel like this just healed a piece of my inner child because part of me wants to laugh and part of me wants to cry because it's like, <laughs> feel it all so powerful. But, you know, and it reminds me of what we talked about the other day when I, when I told you um, that I feel like I like being alone, but I also think there's a part of me inner child wise that feels uninvited, you know, as an adult and how, I don't know, this is kind of helping me come to terms with like what you said, which is sometimes when you're a leader, you're, it's sometimes it's 
lonely, but I'm accepting it more as like, okay, like I'm a leader. I'm stepping into that. I may not have all these things around me, but like, I only want things around me that are resonant and, you know, lift me up. And I'd rather have, I mean, I have a lot of friends, but I'd rather have no friends, let's just say, than have a lot of energy around me that isn't resonant. And I'm not saying anything about my friends. I'm just kind of realizing that like, I can come to terms with, okay, well, this is my path. And like, that may not mean I have a ton of people and that's okay. Yeah. And I think like, you know, when we, when we stop trying to fit in with the mass, right. Cause like, that's ultimately what it is. We're trying to fit in with, with the collective, like with the mass, we stop trying to do that. We are in our own element. And when we are in our own element, we lead. And then we have, we pave a new path. And then when we lead, we attract others who are of that vibration. Like, I really don't think you can attract people of the caliber that you would like to, like people that just light up your soul, like people that are just like, bring some, bring the best out of you, like in such an energetic way, like people that just activate you, like you leave the conversation and you're just like lit up, like people of that caliber, I'll say, like, it's really people of that frequency. You can't attract those people if you're focused on the masses. You're focused on just like fitting in. Like what our what our subconscious does is it's like, I was just saying about this other day, like how generalized our subconscious is. Like, oh, everyone thinks this about me or nobody wants to hang out with me. It's like a generalization. But the more that we lean into that generalization, like the more that we fall into that, the less we are focused on uniqueness like focused on I don't even know if I can like put this into words like focus on our unique expression like the the less we are focused on the mass like the more we are focused on our individuality the more we are going to attract other people who are also focused on that it's just going to be in better resonance I think but it's also really uncommon that was such a powerful message like I'm just like letting that sink in because it there was like a, I feel like there was like a code in what you just said. <laughs> there was like definitely more, I feel like as we talk, like more will come through. Cause like more is wanting to come through and I'm just not able to like articulate it in the way that it wants to come through, but. No, I mean, it's, it's all coming through beautifully and as it should. And I love that we kind of went down this route because it really is, is paradigm shifting to to take something, I'm speaking for myself, but I'm sure this will resonate, is to take something that I had so many stories about, like, oh, why do I have to deal with this specific thing? Like, I'd rather be dealing with anything else than questioning my identity. Like, these are, this is, like, shit that I would tell myself. And to be honest, I still have, I still fall into that trap, but you've taught me to shift out of it quicker and I know eventually it will not be as loud or present, but to go from these stories to, wow, this is so cool that my soul chose to have this journey. 
tearing up here. And I'm like a unique person and I have things that I can offer people and help people see their multidimensionality as well, because that's what it really is, right? It's not even about gender. No. It's about multidimensionality and being different ways because that's how, that's what a soul is. A soul, a soul doesn't have a gender. Um, A soul is like everything at one time. And like, it's just paradigm shifting to shift from that to this is so cool. Like, and it makes life a whole lot easier too, because (laughs) it feels better than sitting like in that density of the stories. Yeah. I mean, we are, like I was saying, like so programmed to fit in that we are programmed to not express our individuality and not express our uniqueness. Like instead of tuning in and being like, what do I want to wear? Like we have things like Pinterest and social media where it's like, you're looking outside of yourself for clues as to how you want to express yourself. But like back to the, you know, gender, it's like, as a kid, like you probably didn't realize that there was another option. Like you probably didn't realize. And I think like one of the most sacred things that has been part of my spirituality experience is acknowledging that feeling of resonance. Because now I notice that feeling when that feeling of dissonance, that feeling of like, whoa, this doesn't resonate with me. So there's got to be another option here. I have my blinders on. I've got this tunnel vision, but there's another option for, there's another option for me that my awareness is not bringing into the picture right now. And like, you probably didn't even realize like you, you, all the kids are like male or female, male or female. And you probably didn't realize like, I don't resonate with either of those. So there's another option for me here. But I mean, I'll bring this kind of in the conversation, like as we ascend in general labels, like boxes, black and white, like these compartmentalized way of seeing things like that's going to fall by the wayside. As we ascend, everything is going to be leaning into multidimensionality in like leaning into both, not this or that, but this and that. Like that is how we are moving. And so I really think like part of your soul mission, like you are going through this, this journey right now, which in the moment seems so painful. I'm sure like, and I've been, you know, through this with you where it's like, it feels heavy. It, you have those days that are, you're questioning everything. Why is this happening? Why me? Like, why can't I just have be at peace with this? But as we collectively ascend so many others, it's like, we're all going to be going through this in different, in different layers. Like for me, it's not so much like in general, like you and I have talked about this, like I'm not focused on, on gender just because I see things as you are expressing yourself. And I really think we will be moving away from gender labels entirely in the future. I agree. But for me, like I, I have already experienced this within myself. Trying to accurately express myself is becoming more and more challenging because A, the human language is extremely limiting, but B, what we've been told is possible in terms of expression is a falsity. It's purely limiting. Like no one taught us like when we were little how to dress in a way 
that reflects how you want to express yourself. We were taught to dress in a way that looks good for others. Like that's not a unique expression to our soul, to our truth in that moment, which can change moment by moment. Yeah, totally. Yeah. When you were talking about, you know, we're being taught to be the same kind of as everyone else, what popped into my mind was that book that we had to read in like elementary school or whatever, A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Where all the people looked the same and like did the same, like almost mm -hmm. robotic. I don't know. That just felt like important. But you mentioned like childhood. Like, I don't know that I was consciously aware of, I mean, I didn't, I don't think we know what gender is as children, except we're taught certain things about quote boys, quote girls. Mm -hmm. But I'm realizing now that like, I definitely knew there was something more like, I feel like if I'm kind of like channeling in my inner child, it's like, I knew I was different. I just didn't know how to describe it. Like, because like you said, language kind of can fail us in a way because we try to describe things that are our energy, that are feelings. And this actually feels like a good segue into talking about the question that you've asked me that you channeled through to me in our work was what does it mean to you to be gender fluid? Like, what does that mean? And I was trying to explain this to a couple of people in the last few days, which I know we talked about was definitely a sign from the universe to share about it more, but I was struggling. I was like, uh, 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 because I was trying to describe something that is <laughs> a feeling. It's like, well, if you could just jump into my experience for one second, then you'd understand. But like, I don't really know how to word this to you. But I was actually writing a post yesterday that I channeled, I suppose, because it just came right through me. And I was writing out, you know, what, what is, what does it mean to me? And one of the things that I came up with, which is, it's like being in the middle of the ocean amongst different islands and just like flowing between these different islands, but not being attached to one island. Yeah, not being anchored into one island. And so it's like, you can go play over here on this island. You can mm -hmm. go play over here on this one, you know, maybe you're just swimming in the water in between them. Yeah. But like, that's what came to me as I was writing. And I was like, that's a great like analogy. Yeah. I mean, and those words are going to be medicine for someone else, you know, like those words are so powerful. I feel like I might have heard a version of that from an article I read about somebody talking about what non-binary feels like, but I guess I sort of have my own version of it, but I mean, I, I think Joe DeSwinza says like 90% of our thoughts are borrowed. So it's like, yeah. that, that, like whatever, yeah. that, the, that article originated somewhere else. Too, yeah. So. so yeah. Um, but I, again, it comes back to this, like describing multidimensionality is difficult because it mm -hmm. is. It yeah. just is. 
And I think, I mean, the guides were saying freedom of expression, like freedom to not be contained in one box. Like, you know, you were talking about like childhood and like not identifying as, as a kid as like, you know, gender necessarily, like I kind of had a, a little bit different of experience in that. Like I noticed from a very young age what the boundaries were for a female and then what the boundaries were for a male, you know, back to the black and white conversation. It's like, if you crossed the boundaries, if you went into the gray, if a girl was playing sports, that was something boyish. So she's a tomboy. If a guy liked, you know, if if a young boy liked doing art, if he spent a little bit too long at the art table, he was labeled as a girl, like, I I don't even remember, like a mama's boy. It's like, a part of this is just like kids being assholes. <laughs> Sorry for swearing, but like, no, you, it's part of this is like kids are mean, but it's also like that is learned, you know, like kids don't just make this stuff up. Like it's programmed within them that this is what it means to be female. And this is what it means to be male. If you go into the gray area, then you're you, you, like that. That's a no, no. Like you, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like to think the only reason we think certain things about certain boxes that society's created is because we're told like who, who said, you know, it wasn't okay for someone to wear whatever of whatever gender, like these things originated somewhere down the line in very like sexist, homophobic, transphobic, like belief systems. And then they're just carried through. And it's like, we need to change the belief systems. Yeah. And a lot of it, it's like, it's so minor that like most people probably wouldn't even know that it affects them. Like it's one thing to have in your direct household, like, like constant programming of like, you, you are female, you wear dresses, you straighten your hair and you wear makeup, but it's like, it goes deeper than that. And it's, I'm not going to get into the conversation of like, is this intentional or not? Because I don't know, but I know that it does make a difference as a child, every single time having two boxes, male or female and having to choose female like it, that in your mind is it's this or that, not this and that. Yeah. Again, flipping the script. I'm grateful I did start questioning things because I was able to break out of a paradigm that was created for me and being molded and being told that you, this is the way that you are. Like you said it, like you wear eyeliner and you straighten your hair and you dye your hair bleach blonde, like these are all true for me. And you be, you know, a certain look in your body. And it's like, but why? Yeah. Why? And when you really start asking why you do certain things, you realize you don't even know. It's just because you were told or because you thought you were supposed to. But it's like, it's almost like earth shattering in a good way to to start asking those questions of, I mean, I mean, this is, this feels like a common example, right? Like females are taught to wear a bra. Like you just, you wear one, right? Because it's the thing you do and it's 
quote healthy. It's like, it's actually really not healthy, but so we all just do it because we're supposed to. But then I started asking the question and listening to people who actually knew about this topic. And I was like, wait, I don't have to wear one. Like, this is amazing. You know what I mean? It's just like, no, you don't have to do anything. (laughs) You don't want to. I mean, we like, I talk about this all the time. Like, I feel like we only see the world from our eyes. Like we only know what we know. And it's hard to introduce other possibilities because sometimes what happens is like, frequency wise, we might see something. It might not even resonate with it to the point of like, we, it might not resonate with us to the point that we don't even register it. Like it just like happens and we're not actually like our, our brain isn't actually registering that as a possibility for us. But I know that when you start peeling back these layers, you start asking why you start digging deeper. And like, not only do, does your subconscious like start opening up to seeing other possibilities and seeing those as expansive, like, oh, that's a possibility. Ooh, ooh, I like that. But it's also like your core truth is revealed. Like it's that more and more starts to reveal itself. But it's like it, the guides keep showing me, they've shown me a couple of visuals that I think are really amazing. One of them, it's like this tight ball of yarn and it's like a whole bunch of strings and it's wound up really tightly. And like, that's just like all of our like angst within us as humans. And it just like builds up and up. And the minute that you start like just pulling those strings away, you just start pulling them like gently, but like digging into like, what is, what's beneath the surface here? The yarn, like the ball of string just like kind of starts to like unravel a little bit. It's like not such a dense process. Like now this process is just kind of like my daily routine. It's what I take clients through. And it just starts opening up your awareness, your consciousness to all this other stuff. It really like changes who you are as a being and how you see the world. Because like, again, like you only see the world from your eyes. Like we don't realize that we have blinders on. We don't realize that all of our experiences, all every single conversation you have, every single thing that you witness, like every single moment of your day, plus your past lives, everything is dictating. It's shaping the lens that you see the world from. And the minute you start peeling back those layers, those blinders start coming off and that lens starts changing a little bit. And you're like, whoa, like it feels like, you know, it's, it's been kind of wild for me because it's like, everyone says like, oh, you ascend. And it sounds like it's like one thing, like, oh, you have an, an awakening. No, no. Like we are always awakening. And I think the more I do this work, the more it's just like awakening after awakening after awakening. But like, oh my God, like how, like, you know, I was in that, I was in that spot like a month ago and like, I can't even believe I was there. I can't believe I thought that. I can't believe I saw things that way, but I was only seeing what I could see in that moment. Yeah. And this, I have to say this because this is true and it just came in. It's like working with you for me was another awakening. Like, and I, I mean that so deeply because it was for me untangling a lot of that yarn and you know I had so many epiphanies that I shared with you and realized that where I've wanted to be for the last few years since my questioning process and my awakening process started was so much closer than 
I could have imagined. Like I thought I would just be stuck. And I felt like for the first time that I was really starting to move the needle. Like, I mean, I'm sure the needle moved bit by bit by bit over the years, but like it accelerated my ability to start to feel and see and, and taste what it's like to be where I want to be. Yeah. And that is like the most powerful thing. And of course, like I'm still on the journey and I feel like we're all always on the journey, but it's really powerful. Like you said, when your consciousness is expanded, even from one idea, like I know it sounds silly, the, the bra thing, but like it changed my life. Yeah. And I realized I was wearing one because I thought I was supposed to, or because mm-hmm. people would judge or whatever. And I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm like, yeah. I will never, I will never wear a regular bra ever again. <laughs> like, because I don't have to. Right. And we don't even realize the way, all of the ways that A, we're blocking ourselves with B, there we're forcing they, ourselves to do things that we don't want to do. Like we're forcing that because we think that there's not another way. And like, I, so I have a question for you, but first I just want to acknowledge what, what you said. Cause I, I think this is important. Like, and you know, thank you for that. Cause that um, amazing kind words. And I appreciate them. I receive them so fully. And it's such divine confirmation for me because the last few months have been such a, a journey as I've quit my corporate job, gone full-time into this. And I've just like, Oh, the journey, man, like on, a, it all started on 11, 11 massive portal. I knew something big was coming through and I received this like now in hindsight, like this absolutely humongous download about quantum shifting. I hadn't even, you know, one of my, my parents used to say it, I think in like kind of a disdainful way that I was oblivious as a child. I've always been extremely oblivious. Like now after doing this work, like I love that about myself. I love that. I'm so focused on my own shit that I like have blinders on as to what other people are doing. Like I'm so focused on myself and like living my own life that I've like kind of not really concerned with other people, but how that manifests is like, you know, for me, I'm, I I received this download. I was so proud because this was the first time that I really had zero frame of reference for what I was receiving. Literally, I'll never forget. I'm writing down the words quantum shifting. And I'm like, questioning I'm like um is this right like I've only heard the term quantum leap and I haven't even really like I don't have a lot of frame of reference for that like I know that's a thing I just don't know tangibility wise like what that actually looks like what that actually is how you do that whatever and I knew in the moment I'm like I have to just trust my intuition like so I just I went with it and like I received this massive download about quantum shifting and it was all about like energetics wise. And like, I'll try to keep this brief. It was the essence of this was shifting your reality in an amount of time that doesn't make sense, right? Like if there was no time, it's shifting your reality so quickly in an amount of time that's unexplainable, it's inexplicable. And the I guess I'll say like the process for that, the initiation of a quantum shift is being a vibrational match for the thing that you want. So you literally shift your reality. It's like uh, the guides would show, it's like this lock. It's like, you're literally like just shifting on a lock from like one number to the next. You're just shifting your vibration 
by embodying where you want to go. You are becoming a vibrational match for that. And that's what shifts your reality in that moment in such a short, like trying to not use time lingo, but it's like, also that's what, how people normally understand this stuff because we are operating under the construct of time, but it's like, it happens in such a short amount of time, you know, and it's purely because you're a vibrational match for it. And so it just clicks in that much quicker. Um, so that's, yeah, I just thought that was a good segue to kind of talk about that, give a little bit of like the energetics of like actually why that can happen. And like all, I mean, but everything is noteworthy. Like your journey prior to working together, like had to happen for your consciousness and your vibration to even be able, your frequency to be able to like to shift like that. But I did. uh, So you were talking about big epiphanies. What do you think has been your biggest epiphany so far? Um, well, okay. Before I answer that, I want to, I almost like burst out laughing when you said an inexplicable amount of time, because like, if we're again, using time, the construct, I shifted in a stupid amount of time where he was like, like, and I used the word stupid in the most best way possible, but it was just like, I was boxering you and I was like, oh yeah, we, in the past month and you're like, we've only worked together for two weeks. And I was like, what? I know. But like, what is time? Time does not exist. Like it's just a construct. Yeah. So I just like had to say that, but, um, okay. So big epiphany, the one that's coming to mind is that moment when I realized that the peace and clarity that I had been seeking for literally years was like right there the whole time. And I know that sounds like, well, but like I had to have a bunch of shit moved out of the way courtesy of Jess to be able to have that click for me like Mm -hmm. and that was the first time I think I've really felt like when people say like you already have what it is that you want like that didn't really mean like I didn't understand what that meant like because I had never felt it before but it really was this experience of standing in my own way and having all that stuff kind of I think of it like the visual that like they're giving me is a bookshelf and it's like you have all these books on the bookshelf and you just fucking push all the books and you have space on the shelf like that's what that moment was was it was like I needed that to realize that like I already felt the peace and the clarity. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like, yeah, yeah, no, it, I mean, it does like the message that was just coming through for me. is like, just because it's right in front of your eyes, doesn't mean it's entered into your conscious awareness. Right. Like, you know, for example, like that, when I channeled the quantum shifting stuff, it's, it's wild because like channeling actually is to me the such like a, a real life example, if you will, like such a prime example of this, because I channel something, I receive it, I read it, but it's not like hitting me fully. It's not like fully resonating within me until I integrate it and embody it. And a lot of times like the universe will send me experiences, like situations to integrate it and to embody it in real time. And then once I've embodied it, then I'm a vibrational match with it. 
and then it resonates within me. Then I can actually talk about it. I get it. I can jive with the thing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is what quantum shifting is. And it's wild because, you know, when I was in the moment, like I had channeled about quantum shifting and I'm reading it. I'm like, it makes sense, like logically, but when you're in tune with energetics, you're in tune with your intuition, like just because something logically doesn't make sense, doesn't mean that it resonates within you. And so I would read it and I'd be like, yeah, like I get it. But it wasn't until I integrated it and I embodied it. And it was like fully, like my conscious awareness was like fully wrapped around this thing that I was like, oh, like that's what it is. Nothing changed. The message didn't change. I just saw it differently because my consciousness around it was just different. Yeah, totally. I, I, that resonates with me. Like what that experience, that epiphany was, is what you just said. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think this happens to us all the time. Like this is what consciousness is. As our consciousness evolves, it expands. We see things completely differently. Like it, our consciousness is changing our DNA, our energy, our frequency, everything is changing moment by moment. Like how we view, how I am talking about this now, it will completely change in a week, in a month, like in a year, much less 10 years. Like we are constantly evolving. And it's, it's like, in the moment, like we have to, you and I were talking about earlier and like, this is coming through for me right now, like how we're so worried about like staking a claim in something in case we change our mind. Right. Like even like, it is, I mean, I see this all the time with like business owners, like they're afraid to like stake their claim in something and be like, I believe this, or I want to do this in case they change their mind. But it's like, we're not allowing for that space of like the beauty of evolving and changing our mind and like allowing for that to all just happen as it's like meant to. Yeah. And like what's coming to me, as you just said, that is, I think that is a piece of what gender fluidity means to me. If we're talking about that for me is, oh, this is so good. This is so juicy. It, <laughs> it is. It's the allowance for that flow and that change. Like it's the allowance mm-hmm. for one moment, like wearing lipstick and I'm out dancing the next moment I'm feeling you know androgynous and I I just need to wear like something as neutral as possible which is subjective to me and it's like it allows for that but if I box myself into one thing then inherently there isn't an allowance and I'm not saying that if you do box yourself in as one gender or another that you're, that you're doing that. That's not what I'm saying, but that's what this feels like for me personally. And so I think that was another like kind of thing that resonated for me. And I'm even acknowledging that like gender fluidity, that's a label. So is non-binary. The purpose of them is to, again, give some language, which doesn't encapsulate things to something that doesn't fit in a box. Yeah. Which and I think I, is almost funny because it's like a box to describe something that isn't a box, but. But I mean, I think it's like part of just like, and I don't, this isn't my journey. Like this isn't my truth. But like what's coming through for me is it's like when you operate in a society that requires boxes, it's like, for me, time is a construct. However, like I want to operate in society. Like I do, like I, I want to do it my own way. And I'm going to do it like staying in alignment with my truth, but it doesn't mean that I'm not going to ever schedule a meeting with someone 
because I don't operate in the concert time. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, like, you're like, I don't subscribe to this earth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, you know, like I, I do think like our, our society, I know we are moving to where you won't have to say I'm gender fluid. Everyone yeah. will be gender fluid because yeah. they will express themselves. It won't be like, oh, that guy was had nail polish. Is he gender fluid? It like will remove the label of nail polish being feminine. Yeah. Girly. Like it'll just be nail polish. It will just strip away the labels. Totally. 100%. (laughs) (laughs) It truly is just earth shit. Like I just love laughing at that, but it's so true. You know, our souls are like, get us out of here. (laughs) There's this really funny influencer that I'll send you. Um, I think his name is John Hillstead and he makes reels of like, he'll use a selenite wand as like a phone (laughs) like hello um yeah can we talk about like what I signed up for on earth school like it's just so fun I have to send you (laughs) I know I'm like actually loving like all this talk about aliens I mean it's so misconstrued and like whatever but it's so funny to me because it's like when everyone's like oh my god like do you think the aliens are gonna invade us like oh my god I'm like yes fucking take me home I yes. take my mom. <laughs> no. come beat me up let's go <laughs> no I I've seen so many memes like that and I resonate so hard I'm like yes please just come save us like take me away it's so and funny. also like just want to be like well I am an alien so I know you're talking to one like I don't know what to tell you but actually it's funny because like I feel like I think Christina was the first person to kind of made me realize this but like of course I'm gonna relate everything back to my my journey (laughs) because that's part of why I'm here but the aliens are very androgynous and like don't have genders either and I'm like okay this is rad like I'm just coming into my alien self like yeah I mean you're multi-dimensional like multi-dimensional we are multi-dimensional that is how we are meant to operate yeah but I love it I know sometimes I'm just like can I peace out like can we just take me away I'm I'm done with my mission I'm ready to go home yeah like I haven't even it's like bitch you haven't even started yet that's how (laughs) seriously you guys are like yeah you got a lot of work to do get on that yeah well I think things feel pretty complete with what we've talked about. And I love like the directions that we went with everything, especially the aliens. And I would love to have you talk more about the work that you do, because I had the honor and the the gift of working with you. And it really was life-changing. Like I don't talk about things lightly. And if something is life-changing, like I really mean that. And I just want people to know that. So yeah, can you talk about what it is that you, how you work with people? And like, can you talk about what quantum alignment means to you and how you work with people? Obviously I know, but I want um, everyone to get an idea of what that is. Yeah. Yeah. So quantum alignment, what that means to me. So This is really based on my belief, I'll say, that 
the things that you desire, not from an egoic place, like the things that your soul desires, the thing that things that like just keep showing up for you. And you're like, oh, I just really want that. Like I want that. Those are from your soul. Like those are your soul's desires. Those are part of your soul's vision. And I believe that there is a version of you in a parallel reality, in a parallel timeline that already has those things that you desire. So it's about how do you collapse the timelines and pull them into your current reality? So if we go back to quantum shifting, like the energetics of that, to maybe put it like a little bit more tangibly, like what that looks like is being a vibrational match with the version of you who already has it. So let's call that version of you who already has it your future self. Again, future isn't like, that's a construct, like, you know, that's, that's along with linear time, but just for like simplicity, future self. So you're shifting into your future self by being a vibrational match with your future self by embodying the energy of your future self. So my work is all of, around that. But I think as much as our minds tell us in order to move forward, we have to do, we have to like move the needle forward. We have to go forward. It's all about working with what we have. Like it's all about moving through everything that's showing up for us. That's feeling dense. It's feeling kind of icky, feeling like sticky, if you will. And moving through all of that stuff so that you can be a vibrational match. It's all energetically. It's all in your energetic being. It's not in the doing. I mean, some of it is, but even in the aligned action, it's your energy within the aligned action. It's your intention behind the aligned action. So the bulk of what I do is like really helping people move through everything that's feeling sticky in their lives that is keeping them from embodying the version of them who already has it now, right? Because like, even like all the childhood stuff that we've talked about, like that, you know, everyone's story is different. Everyone's truth is different. We're all unique. We all have our own, like I said, like experiences, day-to-day, you know, um, situations, like every conversation affects us, like past lives affect us, all of that affects us. But it's about digging in and seeing like, what is blocking me and the childhood stuff like i'll just use that as an example because a lot of people can probably relate to this like the childhood memory that you routinely think about or that is triggered like let's say you know a big one for me recently is like as i'm expanding into this full-time i'll say coach but it's more like a mentor business it's triggering all of this childhood stuff around not feeling enough. And most people would just want to move forward. Oh, well, I I need to work on my business. I need to do X, Y, and Z. But actually, if you work with what you have now, if you work with the stuff that's not feeling so good, you actually work through that by reprogramming it, by healing it, the more that you can just shift. It's like you can make up more, uh, I'll say like progress, in the area that you want to go by simply like working through the stuff that's just like causing that stickiness. So, I mean, I'll kind of make it a little bit more tangible even for that. And like, 
a lot of it is just digging deeper. Like we've talked about, like peeling back the layers of like, what's actually below this, what's actually behind, you know, like one of the, one of the practices that I have clients do is to just explore a thought. Like just, if something's coming up for you to explore that, to ask your subconscious, what is this connected to? Your subconscious is going to reveal something. And I mean, the basis of my work is that everything is noteworthy. Like everything is connected. The reason why you're not making the money you want to make in some capacity is related to all of the experiences that you don't want to deal with, that you just want to forget about. So to actually go in and reprogram those is going to help you get to where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. And I, again, can speak from experience that that happened for me so quickly that the shifts I mean I've had I've had moments with you where I was just like almost the word that's coming to me is like dumbfounded because I'd been stuck for so long and having someone else being able to see what I couldn't and help me to quickly remove and shift the things that were in my way was like I said it was life-changing because I'm in a completely different place from one month of working with you than I was before like I mean it, it really feels like what I imagine a quantum shift if it could look like something that's what I what I imagine it to be yeah can you describe for people kind of what is the what is the container look like and yeah where to start so my process, I would say, is around reprogramming new beliefs, is around clearing out the old beliefs, but also the energy tied to old beliefs, and then attuning to the future that you desire, like becoming an energetic match with the future you desire. So those two first parts, clearing and subconsciously reprogramming, are already going to shift you towards the future that you desire. But then the extra piece is just like quickening up the attunement process, I'll say. Um, so in my new program that's enrolling right now called Untamed, it's a one-on-one container. And it's, you know, it was, it was interesting because I, again, like we are, the deconditioning journey is a forever journey because we are being programmed every moment of the day. And so that's not meant to be overwhelming. And like, really my process is about making this attainable for people on a day-to-day basis, like making this part of their lifestyle versus like other methodologies and stuff that I followed in the past was like a really intense three months, a really intense four months, five months, six months. This, my process is like a lot more like This is just meant to be for a busy human that like wants to go places, like wants to get to the next level quicker and is willing to commit like an hour or less of their day to this process. And so in this container, well, I guess what I was going to say about that is like, we are always getting in our own way. Like, again, like you don't really realize until you peel back the layer, like what's driving your motivations to do certain things. Like I just thought because I was programmed to believe that I have to have an extended container, like an extended period of time that I work with someone that someone can't see 
transformation unless they're doing something for a month, unless they're doing this, unless they're doing that. It was so eye-opening for me. And, you know, I will say like the more, the more you do this work, the more you will be connected to your intuition, but the more that you are able to connect with your intuition during this process, the more you will just be guided. Like it will just feel so much more effortless. Things will happen quicker. And, you know, I was feeling very intuitively called to offer Sid a, you know, one month duration. And in the moment, my ego was like, that's not going to work. Like you, no one's going to get a transformation in a month. Like, you know, all that type of commentary and the guides are very clear one month. So I was like, okay, like I'm going to follow my intuition. I'm going to listen to the guides. Like, let's do this thing. And it was so eye opening for me to see someone literally within, I, I think it first started happening within the first week. You were like, oh my God, this is like literally changing my life. And I was like, whoa, this has been a week. Like, like forget all of the stuff that says 22 days until this, you have to do, you can only build a new habit into, you know, after X amount of days, like all of that is programming you to believe that you can't have instantaneous shift, instantaneous transformation. And so this new program is supposed to like really be a, a deep dive and like, really it's laid out in a way where step one is to actually reconnect with where your soul wants to go. Like to, to remove all of the limit, like the ways that we're limiting ourselves, we don't even realize it. And to actually follow, like to actually, like you have a desire and you're not like willing to witness it. It's just like, Oh, maybe one day I'll do that. No, the time is now you have a desire. The time is now let's shift into it. And so that's step one is really gaining clarity on like, what is your soul's vision? Where, where does your soul want to take you? And then from there, it's about really diving deep into the reprogramming. It's about like digging deep, finding those blocks and reprogramming them. And then step three is taking the aligned action. Like we can't, just because I'm so focused on the being doesn't mean I don't think that that the aligned action piece is important because it is key. And then the fourth piece is like integrating these blocks or sorry, integrating this process so that people can move through blocks on their own. Like people can make this part of their process um, and just integrate it into their life going forward. I love the way you outlined it. Like, I mean, I went through the process, but I love the way that you described it. And I also love that you brought up the conditioning piece about the time that you work with someone. Cause that actually came into my mind too, of like, we're so programmed to think, oh, it has to be three mi- months minimum. And I even, I just thought of this as you were talking, like when we were done with our month, I realized my conditioning came in and I was like, do you think I need more? Like do, and you were like, I think you're good. Like you you can fly. And I was like, Oh, cause I was so programmed too to think I have to work with someone for a long period of time to be able to do it on my own. And I'm doing it on my own now. Like it's so cool. And I'm like sharing with you, like the, you know, like you said, it's like, you ask, where does this come from? And you, when you really listen, you get it right Mm -hmm. there. And I was like, Oh my God, this is where this (laughs) came from. I am my own healer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, wow. Cause we're conditioned to believe like, you know, we can't trust ourselves. And it's like, it's so powerful to, to work with someone who like you are, you're an activator. You activated that 
in me. And then now I'm doing the thing because you taught me how, and it's really empowering. That's the word that's coming to me. Working with you is empowering. And I just, I'm so grateful that I have that experience and that like you, you are doing the thing and I'm excited for the people who are going to be so activated by you, which I'm sure they already are listening, but like, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited. I'm excited to see. Yeah. I mean, I'm just excited to make an impact ultimately. Like that's, that's why I'm here. And like, I, I knew when I quit my corporate job that I was going to make an impact and I just didn't know what way. And over the last couple months, it's really unfolded into this. And so yeah, I'm just excited. I'm excited to be of service. I'm excited to make an impact and hopefully people experience like positive transformations while working with me. But even, I know even if, I mean, I think it's impossible to not in like, in how deep we go, like it's going to unearth something, it's going to activate and unlock something within you. But I think like, even if they didn't, the nature of the work, like they're going to have that ripple effect afterwards where it continues, you know, it might activate something later. Like it's going to something good is going to happen. Totally. Um, I know that for sure because I experienced it firsthand. I, I can't stop. Like when I think about the impact that you've had on me, um, like you, you, you know, it's, it's brought me to tears. Um, so I just want that for everyone else. And um, if this resonates with you, definitely check out Jess's work and, and reach out to her. Is there anything else that you're feeling called to share or any messages even that might be coming through as we're winding down? Yeah, I mean, I think, again, like we are, we're, we can only know what we know and we can we, we see our life from our eyes. And like, I think it's very easy to be like, to look at other people and to, to think, to have the thought like, well, I couldn't do that because, or my situation is different because we all have our stuff. Like we all have our shit that's like dragging us down in some way. And that's not to bypass the traumas that are experienced, you know, heavily in people's lives. That's absolutely not to bypass that, but it's purely meant to like inspire you and empower you that like you can get past that. Like you can work through the stuff and get past it. Like if you're in a bad situation, like that's a little bit different of a, of a conversation and one that I just don't touch. I I don't, I don't work in that capacity, but you know, I think I, for me, like one of my biggest blocks for so long was like, oh, well, I can't do that because I have chronic illness. Like my, my situation's different. And I think once I worked through that and like healed that, I realized I can do anything. Like that was simply a limiting belief that I was placing on myself. That was a limitation, an obstacle that I was placing in front of myself. Like, so I would just encourage you, like, if you're in that place where you're like, I I can't do this because like, ask yourself why, like, why do you believe that that's possible? And is there anyone that you can find that proves that that is possible? Because if someone else has, has proven it to be possible, then it's possible. It is a hundred percent possible for you. And like, not only possible for you, but like, you should strive to do it because that is an activation for you. And even if, if 
if you're like, if you're looking at someone and you're triggered by what, what they're having, then that is a sign to you that you, that you deep down want that as well. Yeah. Beautiful message. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. Can you, Ooh, okay. I'm feeling called to ask you a very quick, like fun question and, and then we'll wrap up. What is one of your non-negotiable practices daily? This is a funny time, I think, to be asked this because nothing at this point. I am very much reprogramming around having to keep routines in order to be successful, in order to be sane, in order to feel good, in order to feel energetically available and positive. I'm putting that in air quotes, but I'm very much reprogramming around that. Like I, I love the self-improvement space, but like, I'm sorry, we don't need an hour morning routine in order to be successful. If that benefits you, amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. If one day you like, if for a period of time you feel not called to do that, that's probably a sign that like, you're, you're okay to not do it for a little bit. And I think right now I'm just in this period of like, giving myself grace, like leaving my corporate job and very much like learning how to completely change things up. And like, I'm learning to like fully be in my feminine, like the pendulum has kind of swung the other way where I was like in my masculine, like masculine structure purely from like, you, you gotta be at your work, your desk, you're, you gotta be working from eight to five, whatever. I mean, to be honest, it was way longer days than that, but now I'm like, the pendulum has completely swung the other way where I'm like, fully allowing myself to be in this feminine flow of like taking my mornings minute by minute. Like, what am I in the mood for right now? Like, what do I need right now? And I'll go through these periods where I'm in heavily like doing this work every single morning. And then I'll just get this feeling where I'm like, my soul right now needs a hike and I'm not going to do any of this stuff. And like, that's what I need. And you know, at some point I know I'll find a balance. The pendulum will kind of rest somewhere in the middle but right now I'm like definitely in this detox phase where I'm just like allowing myself, giving myself grace and like reprogramming that I have to do something specific in the morning in order to have the life that I want. I love that answer so much. I, I knew I felt called to ask you for a reason because I feel like maybe someone needs to hear that, but I love that answer. That's amazing. Thank you oh, for sharing. Good. Of course. Well, this has been an incredible conversation and I knew it would be magical and I had a lot of epiphanies during it. So thank you so much for joining me and I'll have to have you back on for sure to talk about really anything because I feel like we could just talk about anything and it would be magical, but can you please tell everyone where they can find you and how to work with you? Yes, of course. So um, you can find me on Instagram. That's probably the best place to find me. Um, I know it's probably a boring, boring answer, but, um, you find me on Instagram, my, um, I'm at Jess underscore Stancil. I'm sure it'll be in this, in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, right now I have a one-on-one container. Um, it's an amazing way to just like dive in deep and, you know, I'll, I'll say this is it's like, everyone's at a different point in their journey where some of us are like, you know, I'm not blocked at all. Like I'm ha- I live my dreams full out. Like, you know, I have everything that I want. And then others are like, oh my gosh, like 
stuck in these spirals of, I can't do that. Or, um, yeah. And I, I think like, I'll, I'll just say, this is like, we are all blocking ourselves. Like your consciousness, you might not be aware of the fact that you are blocking yourself, but like, if you are living the human experience, you are blocking yourself in some capacity. <laughs> it's just how it goes. So, um, I'm so excited for this one-on-one -on -one container. Like, I really think it's going to be truly transformational for people. So, that is the best way to work with me right now. I always offer intuitive guided sessions. Those are something that's just like from my heart. Like I am an intuitive. It's just who I am as a being. And um, I just love seeing what comes through for people, seeing like such amazing guidance come through in 50 minutes um, and really help them like click, you know, things just kind of fall into place. Things really like um, I'm blanking on like the terminology, like click, click together. Is that what you say? But um yeah. So those, that's kind of another offering. If, if you're just wanting like a, a way to work with me, um, that just kind of figure out what it's like to work with me, I guess that would be the best way as an intuitive guidance session, but untamed is my one-on-one -on -one container that is going to be mind blowing. Yes. I can attest to that for sure. And we'll include links, um, to all of that in the show notes and, I'll say goodbye to you off air, but thank you so much for coming on the show and definitely give Jess a follow, reach out to her and work with her if you feel called to, because it's paradigm shifting. Thank Thanks for joining. So